0: Master, I cannot hold him. My hands, my hands. And Krill threw, pinning Harry to the ground with his knees, let go of his neck, and stared. Bewildered at his own palms, Harry could see they looked burned, raw, red, and shiny. Then kill him, fool, and be done, screeched Voldemort. Krill raised his hand to perform a deadly curse, but Harry, by instinct, reached up and grabbed Krill's face. Ah! Quirrell rolled off him, his face blistering too, and then Harry knew Quirrell couldn't touch his bare skin, not without suffering terrible pain. His only chance was to keep hold of Quirrell, keep him in enough pain to stop him from doing a curse. Harry jumped to his his feet, caught Quirrell by the arm, hung on as tight as he could. Quirrell screamed and tried to throw Harry off. The pain in Harry's head was building. He couldn't see. He could only hear Quirrell's terrible shriek and Voldemort's yell of kill him, kill him, and other voices, maybe in Harry's own head, crying, Harry, Harry. He felt Quirrell's arm wrench from his grasp, knew all all was lost and fell into blackness. Down, down, down. Something gold glinting just above him, the snitch. He tried to catch it, but his arms were too heavy. He blinked. It wasn't the snitch at all. It was a pair of glasses. How strange. He blinked again. The smiling face of Albus Dumbledore swam into view above him. "'Good afternoon, Harry,' said Dumbledore. Harry stared at him. Then he remarked, "'Sir, the stone! It was Quirrell. He got the stone. Sir, quick!' "'Calm yourself, dear boy. You're a little behind the time,' said Dumbledore. "'Quirrell does not have the stone. Then who does, sir?' I, Harry, please relax or Madam Pumphrey will let, will have me thrown out. Harry swallowed and looked around him. He realized he must be in the hospital wing. He was laying in bed with white linen sheets and next to him was a table pie high with what looked like half the candy shop. Tokens from your friends and admirers, said Dumbledore, beaming. What happened down in the dungeon between you and Professor Quirrell is a complete secret so naturally the whole school knows i believe your friends mr fred and george weasley were responsible for trying to send you a toilet seat no doubt they thought it would amuse you madam pomfrey however felt it might not be too hygienic and confiscated it how long have i been here 3 days mr ron weasley and miss granger will be most relieved you have come round They have been extremely worried. But, sir, the stone, I see you are not to be distracted. Very well, the stone. Professor Quirrell did not manage to take it from you. I arrived in time to prevent that. Although you were doing very well on your own, I must say. You got there, you got Hermione's owl. We must have crossed in mid-air. No sooner had I reached London than it became clear to me that the place I should be was the one I just left. I arrived just in time to pull Quirrell off you. It was you. I feared I might be too late. You nearly were. I couldn't have kept him off the stone so much longer. Not the stone, boy. You. The effort involved nearly killed you. For one terrible moment there, I was afraid it had. As for the stone, it had been destroyed. Destroyed, said Harry blackly. But your friend, Nicholas Flamel... Oh, you know about Nicholas, said Dumbledore, sounding quite delighted. You did do the thing properly, didn't you? Well, Nicholas and I had a little chat and agreed it's all for the best. But that means he and his wife will die, won't they? They have enough elixir sword to set their affairs in order and then, yes, they will die. Dumbledore smiled at the look of amazement on Harry's face. To one... As young as you, it sure seems incredible. But to Nicholas and Perenelle, it's really like going to bed after a very, very long day. After all, they were the well-organized mind. Death is the next great adventure. You know, the stone was really not such a wonderful thing. As much as money and life as you could want. The two things most human beings would choose above all... The trouble is, humans do have a knack for choosing precisely those things that are worse for them. Harry lay there, lost for words, stumbled or hummed a little, and smiled at the ceiling. Sir, said Harry, I've been thinking. Sir, even if the stone is gone, Vol, I mean, you know who? Call him Voldemort, Harry. Always use the proper name for things. Fear of the name increases fear of the... thing itself. Yes, sir. Well, Voldemort going to try other ways of coming back, isn't he? I mean, he hasn't gone, has he? No, Harry, he has not. He is still out there somewhere, perhaps looking for another body to share. Not being truly alive, he cannot be killed. He left Quirrell to die. He just shows just as little mercy to his followers as his enemies. Nevertheless, Harry, while you may only have delayed his return to power— It will merely take someone else who is prepared to fight what seems a losing battle next time. And if he is delayed again and again, he may never return to power. Harry nodded, but stopped quickly, because it made his head hurt. Then he said, Sir, there are some other things I'd like to know, if you can tell me. Things I want to know the truth about. The truth, Dumbledore sighed. It's a beautiful and terrible thing, and should therefore be treated with great caution. However, I shall answer your question unless I have a very good reason not to, in which case I beg you'll forgive me. I shall not, of course, lie. Well, Voldemort said that he only killed my mother because she tried to stop from him from killing me, but why would he want to kill me in the first place? Dumbledore sighed very deeply this time. Alas, the first thing I tell you, you can. The first thing you ask me, I cannot tell you. Not today, not now. You will know one day. Put it from your mind for now, Harry. When you are older, I know you hate to hear this. When you are ready, you will know. And Harry you it would be no good to argue. But why couldn't Quirrell touch me? Your mother died to save you. If there is one thing Voldemort cannot understand, it is love. He didn't realize that love, as as powerful as your mother's for you, leaves its own mark, not a scar, no visible sign. To have been loved so deeply, even though the person who loved us is gone, will give us some protection forever. It is in your very skin. Quirrell, full of hatred, greed, ambition. Sharing his soul with Voldemort couldn't touch you for this very reason. It was agony to touch a person marked by something so good. Dumbledore now became very interested in a bird out of the window sill, which gave Harry time to dry his eyes on the sheet. When he had found his voice again, Harry said, in the invisibility cloak, Do you know who sent it to me? Ah, your father happened to leave it in my possession, and I thought you might like it. Dumbledore's eyes twinkled. Useful things. Your father used it mainly for sneaking off the kitchens to steal food when he was here, and there was something else. Fire away, Quirrell, said Snape. Professor Snape, Harry. Yes, him. Quirrell said he hates me because he hated my father. Is it true? Well, they did rather detest each other, not unlike yourself and Mr. Malfoy. And then your father did something Snape could never forgive. What? He saved his life. What? Yes, said Dumbledore dreamily. Funny the way people, people's mind works, isn't it? Professor Snape couldn't bear being in your father's debt. I do believe he worked so hard to protect you this year because he felt that would make him and your father even. Then he could go back to hating your father's memory in peace. Harry tried to understand this, but it made his head pound, so he stopped. And sir, one more thing. Just the one. How did I get the stone out of the mirror? Ah, now I'm glad you asked that. It was one of my more brilliant ideas. And between you and me, they're saying something. You see, only one who wanted to find the stone, find it, but not use it, would be able to get it. Otherwise, they'd just see themselves making gold or drinking the elixir of life. My brain surprises even me sometimes. Now, enough questions. I suggest you make a start on those sweets. Ah, Bertie bought every flavor beans. I was unfortunate enough in my youth to come across vomit-flavored ones. And since then, I'm afraid I'd rather lost my liking for them. But I think it's safe. He smiled and popped the golden brown bean in his mouth. Then he choked and said, Alas, earwax. Madame Pumphrey, the nurse, was a nice woman but very strict. Just five minutes, Harry pleaded. Absolutely not. You let Professor Dumbledore in. Well, of course, that was the headmaster. Quite different. You need rest. I am resting. Look, laying down and everything. Oh, go on, Madame Pomfrey. Oh, very well, she said, but five minutes only. And she locked Ron Ron and Hermione in. Harry! Harry looked ready to fling her arms around him again. But Harry was glad she held herself in as his head was still very sore. Oh, Harry, we were sure you were going to Dumbledore was so worried. The whole school's talking about it, said Ron. What really happened? It was one of the rare occasions when the true story is even more strange and exciting than the wild rumors. Harry told them everything. Quirrell, the mirrors, the stone, and Voldemort. Ron and Hermione were very good audience. They gasped all in the right places, and when Harry told them what was under Quirrell's turban. Hermione screamed out loud, So the stone's gone, said Ron, finally. Flamel's just going to die. That's what I said, but Dumbledore thinks it's what it is. To the well-organized mind, death is but the next great adventure. I said he had way off his rocker, said Ron, looking quite impressed at how crazy his hero was. Well, I got back, all right said Hermione. I brought Ron round and took a while, and we were dashing up to the alley to contact Dumbledore when we met him in the entrance hall. He already knew. He just said, Harry's gone after him, hasn't he? And hurled off to the third floor. Do you think he meant you to do it? said Ron, sending your father's cloak and everything. Well, Hermione exploded. If he did, I mean to say, that's terrible. You could have been killed. No, it isn't, said Harry thoughtfully. He's a funny man, Dumbledore. I think he sort of wanted to give me a chance. I think he knows more or less everything that goes on in here, you know. I reckon he had a pretty good idea we're going to try. Instead of stopping us, he just thought us enough to help. I don't think it was an accident he let me find out how the mirror worked. It was almost like he thought I had the right to face Voldemort if I could. Yeah, Dumbledore's off his rocker, all right," said Ron proudly. Listen, you've got to be up for the end-of-the-year feast tomorrow. The points are all in, and Slytherin won, of course. You missed the last Quidditch match. We were streamrolled by Ravenclaw without you, but the food will be good. At the last moment, Madame Pomfrey bursted out. You have nearly fifteen minutes out, she said firmly. After a good night's sleep, Harry felt nearly back to normal. I want to go to the feast, he told Madame Pumphrey. As she straightened his many candy boxes? I can, can I? Professor Dumbledore says you are not allowed to go, she said sniffly, as though, in her opinion, Professor Dumbledore didn't realize how risky feasts could be. And you have another visitor. Oh good, who is it? Hagrid slid through the door as he spoke. As usual, he was indoors. Hagrid looked too big to be allowed. He sat down next to Harry, took one look at him, and burst into tears it's all my ruddy fault he sobbed his face his hands i told the evil git how to get past fluffy i told him it was the only thing he didn't know and i told him you could have died all for a dragon i'll never drink again i should be chucked out and made to live as a muggle hagrid said harry shocked to see hagrid shaking with grief and remorse great tears leaking down into his beard Hagrid, he'd have to find out somewhere. This is Voldemort we're talking about. He'd have found out even if you hadn't told him. Voldemort, Harry bellowed, and Hagrid was so shocked he stopped crying. I've met him. I'm calling him by his name. Please cheer up, Hagrid. We saved the stone. It's gone. He can't use it. Have a chocolate frog. I've got loads. Hagrid wiped his nose in the back of his hand and said, That reminds me. I've got you a present. It's not a stoat sandwich, is it? said Harry anxiously at last. Hagrid gave him a weak chuckle. Nah, Dumbledore gave me the day of yesterday to fix it. Of course, he should have shocked me instead. Anyway, get this. It seemed to be a handsome leather-covered book. Harry opened it curiously. It was full of wizard photographs.